Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're going to address a deceptively simple psychic process that can pay out huge dividends for your health, well-being, success, and fulfillment in all of your relationships. It's titled, Minding Your Thoughts, Mending Your Relationships. We'll explore how you can begin to heal all of your relationships in your life by becoming more aware of the thoughts that pop up and run through your head throughout the day, especially in relationship to others. This is a very simple, effortless, psychic process and not an intellectual, analytical one because it's not about thinking about it and trying to intellectually figure it out, but to simply become more aware of what is going on in your mind at any given time, especially in relation to someone or even something. If you pay attention to what's happening in your mind regarding others, you'll begin, you'll begin to notice that certain thoughts pop up seemingly from nowhere about that person or what that person looks like, how that person is behaving, what that person is doing, or anything else about that person. How much of how you feel about that person and how you relate to that person tends to come from those thoughts. Someone once said that you are what you think. But does this have to be? Do you know that your thoughts are not the boss of you? In truth, you are the boss of your own thoughts. So don't let your thoughts boss you around, especially when they are destructive to how you relate to anyone. This is even more important when you are relating to yourself. Of course, when you start to pay attention to all different kinds of thoughts that come up in your mind throughout the day, it's somewhat amazing. There are so many kinds, yet you can begin to notice that some thoughts are creative thoughts that you consciously create to fulfill some kind of purpose, whereas Many thoughts are just random thoughts that seem to pop up in your mind from somewhere. The latter kinds of thoughts weren't the product of inspiration or you deciding to create something meaningful to you. You might have an inspirational thought in relationship to a problem you've been working on solving. It's like an aha moment. You have a thought in response to a question you've been asking your inner self. Perhaps it's a thought in response to a problem you've been wanting to solve that is a creative thought of, let's try this out and see how it works. It lifts your spirit. It's inspiring. That kind of creative or inspiring thought is quite different than thoughts you have running through your head 
in reaction to something or someone like, that person is so obnoxious or what a jerk or I'm such an idiot. Those types of thoughts are always based on some kind of judgment. Then there are a lot of thoughts you might have throughout the day that are completely random and don't really make that much sense. Or you might assume they are thoughts you are thinking because you're the one noticing them in your head, but they may not be your thoughts at all. Yes, everyone is psychic and sensitive to all manners of psychic or soul energies. One of the ways you become aware of a certain spectrum of energies is through picking up on other people's thoughts. So there are thoughts you create on the spot in relation to fulfilling some kind of purpose, like solving a problem or as creative self-expression. There are reactionary thoughts that seem to pop up from somewhere in reaction to what you are experiencing. And there are other people's thoughts that you pick up on your quote-unquote telepathic radio receiver. The thoughts you become aware of are never the problem. But if you're not aware of the nature of the thought, what you do with those thoughts can bring about minor to absolutely major problems in your life, especially in your relationships. On the other hand, if you become aware of the thoughts that you have and respond to them with total awareness, you can begin to heal each and every one of your relationships, not only with people, but with everything in your life, especially with yourself. I remember Betty Eady, author of Embraced by the Light, which was a best-selling book, who returned from an intense near-death experience. She said, thoughts are more powerful than you know. Guard them with your life. Well, you know, the Buddha taught that the kinds of thoughts we keep in our mind directs which way our awareness goes. Jesus also said that if we first seek the kingdom of God in all things, all the things we need, we'll have. What we hold in our mind is the direction our awareness will go. How a shaman friend of ours put it was, where attention goes, Energy flows. <laughs> so whichever way you look at it, minding your thoughts becomes essential to mending your relationships. What kind of thoughts you keep in your mind in relationship to anyone or anything will definitely direct your awareness and energy in that direction. For example, if you hold reactive, angry thoughts full of judgment in relationship to a person, your awareness and energy will continue to add to those judgments, blame, anger, and ill will. Would that lead to a healing of your relationship with that person or bring about happiness and fulfillment to you? Of course not. It would just make things worse for both of you. If you keep blaming someone for something you're upset and unhappy about, even seemingly justifiably so. It would be like you holding that person down on the ground with your foot on his or her head while demanding that he or she get up and solve the problem. <laughs> I like that imagery. 
<laughs> it's it doesn't work yeah for yourself it would also be like holding your breath and handcuffing yourself to the person underwater in your attempt to drown the person in retribution even if you succeed in drowning that person before you drown the dead weight of his or her body will take you right down and finish you off as well you put yourself in a no-win situation in truth Anytime you fall for the desires and demands of reactionary thoughts, you do yourself in. You invalidate yourself and you bury the light that you are. One of the first things to practice in minding your thoughts is to become aware of reactionary thoughts that pop up in your mind in reaction to what you're experiencing at any given moment. Some of you may have had the experience of an irate driver on the freeway honking his horn, giving you the finger, or shouting obscenities out his window while recklessly cutting right in front of you and you have no idea what provokes such an aggressive and angry reaction in that person. Perhaps you may have unknowingly cut him off or he was just having a terrible day and you were the one he picked to take it out on, his frustrations. Who knows? But you certainly weren't deserving of such mistreatment. When something like that happens to you, do you have reactionary thoughts and feelings that come up? They could be as simple as a passing thought. What a jerk. <laughs> or as involved in a, as a whole litany of pejoratives, along with a sense of being violated unfairly and a desire to get even. Whatever the reactionary thoughts and feelings are that come up in your mind, without any conscious prompting from you, they aren't your problems to solve. Your job is to choose how to respond. First, to those reactionary thoughts and feelings that come up, and then to the person or situation at hand. If you fall into those reactionary thoughts and feelings and become the reaction or dramatize what you're experiencing within you, then you unconsciously start trying to solve the other person's problem. You'll never succeed because none of us is able to solve problems created by someone else for themselves. If, however, you become aware that what you're experiencing is nothing more than reactionary thoughts and feelings coming up in your mind, then you can make a conscious decision to creatively respond in a new way rather than following your mental reactions. By making a new response, you're changing the direction of your awareness and creative energy. Rather than continuing to keep your attention on your reactions, you create a new, more beneficial direction in which you can express your true creativity. Speaking of the example of a reckless driver projecting his anger and frustrations on others on the road, just the other day, a few days ago, I was driving on the freeway. I noticed a lot of anger coming from behind me. When I looked in the rearview mirror, oh, there's somebody just coming up 
really fast. I was already going 10 miles per hour above the posted speed limit to go with the flow of traffic. But even so, this car came racing up from a distance, going perhaps 20 miles or more faster than I was going. I couldn't move over one lane either way because there were no available spaces. And besides, I couldn't go any faster since there were cars right ahead of me. The driver drove up so close behind my car that I couldn't see the front end of his car in my rearview mirror. And a huge amount of anger that he was throwing demanded that I move over immediately. <laughs> it was putting me, along with everyone else around there, in a dangerous situation. So I asked my inner self, what kind of energy is this driver behind me deficient in right now that he is behaving in this reckless manner with no regard for his own or anyone else's safety and well-being? I immediately saw a very vibrant green energy and also some rosy pink. Then I just created some of both colors in my mind. You know, everything's energy, right? So I just created that vibrant green and some rosy pink in my mind and put it up behind my car. I just created some of that energy. And lo and behold, almost immediately, the car behind me slowed down a bit to give me a little more space. Within a few more seconds, that same driver was driving at a safe distance from my car and going with the flow of traffic. Isn't that amazing? And it's so, so simple. Reactionary thoughts and feelings come up regularly within our mind throughout the day. They aren't the problems. It's how we choose to deal with them that can lead to wonderful, even miraculous situations or to even greater problems. All depends what we choose. When I first became aware of the angry guy zooming up right behind me at almost 30 miles per hour over the speed limit, the thought that popped up in my mind was, what an idiot. He's going to cause an accident. Well, I knew that was not my conscious creative thinking about the situation I was in. Those were just reactionary thoughts that were cooped up somewhere in the dark unconscious recesses of my mind that popped up in some mechanical fun function as a reaction to what I was experiencing in relationship to what someone else was doing. We all have those. It's kind of built in. It's like push the button and you get these reactions. If you don't, if you don't, uh, uh, get all hung up on those and just let it pass by. Okay, that's just a reaction. You don't have to, like Raphael was saying, they're not the boss of me. <laughs> so I dismissed those thoughts right away and decided to change the course of my mind and energy. I decided to be interested in not only my own safety and well-being, but that of everyone around, including the reckless driver behind me. As a result, reckless disregard, and possibly a major accident, a bit of healing happened. Beginning with the healing of my relationship to that stranger driving the car behind me that I would probably never meet. 
I would never know the extent of how far that healing goes because that person became more calm and less reckless and the effect he would have on everyone else he encounters during the rest of his drive and the rest of his day. It's amazing when you really start to consider that. When minding your thoughts, you have to remind yourself that benefiting one person, even in a minor way, can have a profound and long-lasting impact on many others you'll meet and many others you'll never meet, both. And Raphael, you have some great examples of healing that happens in relationships when we mind our thoughts, right? Would you like to share some of those with with our listeners? Well, I have quite a few actually, but um, there's a couple I wanted to share before the break here. One is um, I had my, uh, what is it, once every four or five years, or in my case, 10 years or so, visit to the DMV because my birthday was yesterday <laughs> and, and the day before Happy I was, birthday. yeah, <laughs> I was a day away from <clears throat> uh, my license expiring. And you know, with the COVID and all that going on, going to some place like DMV is not uh, very appealing to this <laughs> senior lady. So um, I decided before I went to practice my tools, to ground myself, find my space and not let what goes on there uh, affect me so much. And it was very difficult. I had to stand out in the sun for a solid hour before I was allowed in and, and sent to seven different lines over another two and a half hours time. It was quite a thing. But what I discovered is that if I kept a good attitude, I didn't let those thoughts of uh, judgment about DMV and the low energy and all the stuff that everyone goes through and leaves behind. Also, you know, with the chair I sat in, somebody left behind lots of bad thoughts. And and just I decided to be cheerful. And when it came time for me to be waited on each time, I even though I had a mask on, I smiled and I had a nice sound in my voice and. I got extremely good responses to that. So that's just one little example. I have lots more. But our first break is coming up, and we wanted to invite you, as we always do at this point, to join one of our teleclasses coming up on Saturday, November 28th, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, and 1 to 3 Eastern time. It is called Your Business is Your Service, Energy, Work, for Abundance, and it is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series. You'll learn how your business is part of your spiritual growth and service, as well as how you do psychic energy work on your business space for abundance and success. For all the details and to sign up, go to our November events calendar section at michaeltamura.com or call our office and speak to our wonderful assistant, Noelle, at... 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday to Friday. We'll be back in a couple of minutes to Minding Your Thoughts, Mending Your Relationships. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's continue our exploration of Minding Your Thoughts, Mending Your Relationships. So Michael wanted me to share a few stories, and you heard my little story about DMV, and it reminded me of another kind of situation we're all in during this COVID pandemic time, and that is the issue of social distancing. You know, some people don't really care about it, and and it's become sort of a political situation out there, and when... I was going to the grocery store in various places, including the DMV. Some people really were not minding social distancing. And I understand, you know, when you go out and you have opinions about something, you know, and you decided to throw away, I don't have to do that. But what you're not minding is that someone else may around you may not have the same mindset as you. And social distancing is a really good example of that because even if you don't care, um, maybe the person in the grocery store line in front of you just lost a sister or a brother or a mother or father to COVID, and they're very sad and afraid. So when you impose, let's say, your opinion that, hey, we, sh- we don't have to be doing this and, and stand one foot behind that person, there's all kinds of thoughts going on between the two, and it becomes like a war. And that's the thing I notice when I go into grocery stores, especially the more uh, modern ones like Whole Foods, where people have different levels of consciousness. And so um, for myself, I used to get very upset about this because I could hear people's thoughts. You know, I'm very psychic, and and they say kind of like the, I don't care about what you think. This is my opinion, and I'm going to breathe on you and laugh at you if you want social distancing. And that's not mending relationships. That's destroying them before they can even start. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, respecting people is another way of minding your thoughts and mending your relationships. And I'd like you to think about that the next time you're trying to impose that kind of opinion on someone else or someone who's trying to impose that kind of opinion on you. So how do you take care of that? Well, you know, Michael and I had discussions about it for a very long time for the first months because I'm the one that goes out and does the grocery shopping. And it was upsetting me every single time. And my side of it was I had to learn not to resist it as much and find out the times where there were less people in the in the stores. But the other part was when I stopped resisting it as much, it stopped happening as mm-hmm. much, which was very good to see. But on a brighter note, you know, like I said earlier, it was my birthday yesterday, and I had a big job to do before I could get into all my wonderful birthday greetings from everyone on the social sites and emails and everything. And um, I have to say, all the happy birthday thoughts that were sent my way lifted me up. Mm -hmm. They lifted me up like I haven't been lifted up in a really long time, along with even my wonderful spouse, Michael, here with his thoughts and creativity in the other room. <laughs> preparing Conspiracy. For, cons- conspiring. Yeah, conspiring <laughs> on a positive level. So I, I just, for those of you that are listening that, that have friended me on Facebook and left me wonderful messages or whatnot, uh, thank you for that. It really made my day, and it was a wonderful experience to, to have, especially during these more divided times where we can't physically see each other. Uh, very often, so um, that that was that. And yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's so important what you were talking about. Respect. That's one way to look at it very easily. Is oh yeah, am I respecting these other people, or am I deciding to, you know, if if my reaction is is disrespect because I don't agree with them. You know, so many times people decide to let their reactions control them and start to disrespect some other human being just because they have a difference in opinion or they don't agree with what the other person is doing or saying or whatever. It's an interesting thing where what is that respect? What are we respecting when we respect each other? That whole thing, Raphael used the social distancing example or wearing a mask, you know, it's become a political thing between people. It's, you know, it's just each person is entitled to have their own opinion and decide how they're going to proceed in life. But the thing that I observed the most from this whole situation, aside from the disrespect, uh, you know, people throwing respect out the window of what anybody else thinks or feels, and becomes all about me. You know, I, this is where so many people assume the idea of free will. Yes, every one of us. It's free will. It's, it's God-given, you know, uh, right, if you will. It's, it's free. We, we all have free will. But what does that mean? Most people tend to assume free will means, oh, yeah, I have free will. Whatever I want, you know, if I want it, I'm going to do it. You can't stop me. You're not the boss of me. I have free will. That's not free will. That is far, far from free will. What 
free will is, is freedom. And you can't take away somebody else's freedom. You can't do something that restricts someone else's freedom and still say, I'm exercising free will. No, because it has to go all the way around. Free will doesn't favor one person over the other, one person's opinion over another's, right? So when we're really exercising our free will, it's respecting the will, will that is free by not putting our personal demands and and, uh, limits on will, on this free will. Free will, there's only one will throughout the cosmos. And each one of us relate to that free will. And the way we relate to that free will is whether we're exercising free will or not. If we come from a place of selfishness, self-centeredness of it's all about me, whatever I want, this is what I want, and this is how I feel, and this is what I think, and you throw that around everywhere, that's not exercise of free will. That's completely the opposite. You're stepping on your complete disregard of free will that's shared by all of us. So free will is is one. It's not divided. It's not like I have free will and you don't. It's There's free will. And each one of us, depending on how we respond to that free will, how we relate to that free will that's available for all of us, is whether we preserve that free will, whether we support the free will, whether we validate that freedom or not. It's in how we choose that we either validate the free will that's available for everyone to share or invalidate it. Anytime we say, this is what I believe in, and so, you know, forget you guys, I'm going to do what I believe in and, and get out of my way. If you don't like it, well, go jump off the bridge, you know. That's not exercising the free will. That's not sharing the free will. That's trying to claim it for oneself and only for oneself. So that's a huge part of this, what's behind this level of minding your thoughts and mending relationships. It's the way you mind your thought is, oh, am I f- sharing the free will that's available with, to all of us with everyone else around me? Regardless of what I think about them or regardless of what, you know, I feel about what that person is all about or doing or acting or saying, yeah, it's, oh, am I respecting that that person has free will, but at the same time being aware, are they respecting that free will? Or do they claim it just for themselves? Which, the minute you do that, you've taken away free will, not only from everyone else, but from yourself as well. Because you isolate yourself away from the free will that's all-inclusive. So this is where 
so many times. You know, you walk out the door and you're going to run into with all, especially if you live in a big city with lots of people, you're going to run into. And especially if you're psychic, <laughs> you, you don't even have to interact physically or verbally with anybody. You just have to look and you see how many people on the street right then and there are are you in agreement with or are they in agreement with you about how to live, what to say, what to think, all of that stuff. And you'll find, gee, a lot of people are not. And many people are not in agreement with where you're at and you're not necessarily in agreement with where they're at, but it's not disastrous, it's not terrible for you. So you just ignore it, a lot of people do. But as a psychic, it's hard for me to ignore all of that. I see it. I feel it. I, I think it. And I, oh, yeah, that person's got these kind of judgments, and those pers- that person over there is angry about this, and this person over here is sad about that. The more aware you become, and if you're listening to this radio show, that means you're very interested. You're seeking more awareness. You want to wake up. You want to wake up more fully into your whole freedom, into your truth, into who you truly are as a spiritual being and find out what are you really doing here? What are, what are you here for? Well, there's a simple answer for that question. You're here to learn. We're all here to learn. It doesn't matter if someone's a teacher, someone's a student, someone's in first grade or someone's in postgraduate. We're all here to learn. Across the board. If you're here, you're here to learn. If you're not learning, (laughs) then, well, you know, you're going to be, what would you call it, uh, held back a grade. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, you'll be in the same grade. (laughs) And it's not as a punishment. Sometimes in in regular schools, it's it's almost a punishment, right? That because even if the school's not punishing you, the the other kids and other people, classmates and stuff, go, oh yeah, you're the, you're the dummy, you know, you you got held back a year. But in life, except for s- some people's judgments about it, no, it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's that oh yeah, you didn't learn your lessons last year, so or last lifetime, so you're, you're back again to learn some more. And guess what, folks? Everyone has many, 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 many lifetimes here because it takes us a long time to learn everything we need to learn. And what is it that we're learning everything about? Is about who we are. And you know what? That's the good news. How come it takes us so many lifetimes Coming back here in this in an incarnation over and over, you know, sometimes it's a male, sometimes it's a female, sometimes in this religion, sometimes in no religion, sometimes in this in science, sometimes in the arts, sometimes, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Over and over and over. What that's not a that's not an invalidation. That's not because we're retards. It's because we're so great. We're limitless. So how many lifetimes and how many different situations and how many different life experiences do we each have to go through to really get that? Wow, how great am I? And I'm not saying that you ought to be 
you know, an egotist and say, oh, I'm the greatest. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's coming from a, like an innocent child space of, wow, it's amazing. Who I truly am is limitless. Well, we're coming up on our second break, and we are offering our annual pre-Christmas Los Angeles Calabasas Seminar Weekend as a special stay-at-home remote event for everyone. Anyone can attend. You can attend from anywhere in the world in the comfort and safety of your own home, Saturday, December 5th, and Sunday, December 6th, via four Maestro Conference teleclasses, and one bonus Zoom video post-class Q&A and talk story social. The theme for this remote weekend event will be the joy of spirit. The Saturday, December 5th teleclass will be, the morning class will be seeing with the eye of spirit, psychic tools to wake up your clairvoyance. And then the afternoon class will be seeing and being seen, spirit to spirit communication. And then on Sunday morning, the teleclass will be, I love this title, Hang Up Your Hangups, <laughs> Psychic Tools to Get Over Judgments. That's a good one after this show. And then the afternoon class is Psychic Shape, shape Shifting to Transform Your Life from Grumpiness to Grace. The first teleclass each day will be from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern. And the second one each day will be from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific Time or 4 to 6 Eastern. We will also give a free bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social with Michael and Raphael Tamura, that's the two of us, <laughs> after the end of the final teleclass on Sunday starting at 3.30 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern for all teleclass participants. Go to our December events calendar section at michaeltamura.com for all the details. You can sign up online or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. That goes to Northern California during normal business hours, Monday through Friday, Pacific time. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with Minding Your Thoughts, Mending Your Relationships. We will see you in a couple of minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. 
Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Wonderful to have you back. Today we've been exploring how you can start mending your relationships by minding your thoughts. And I most certainly have a pretty hot story here to share with you um, that is explains this very thing. I love the talk Michael gave about free will in the section before. So if you've just tuned in, make sure you listen to the recording after they post it uh, to that section as well. Well, mending your thoughts, minding your thoughts and mending your relationships. I had a situation once with a doctor who was also at the time a really, really close friend of mine. Without going into deep details about my particular situation with her, let suffice it to say I made a huge mistake asking something of her as a doctor that I really shouldn't have. It was my mistake, and I owned it fully. The result from this situation was that I became quite ill, and my health was compromised for a solid year. I never, not even once, blamed her for my mistake And when any thoughts came up in my mind in that direction, I would practice redirecting those thoughts to ones of love, gratitude, and deep appreciation of what she tried to do for me, which became directly related to, to the actual healing of my physical body. After that year of recuperation, I was okay once again and promised myself never to do that again. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to me, my doc friend was furious with me. And two years after my full recovery was over, she created a time in private to yell at me and told me that she would, quote unquote, never trust me again. Michael was there when this happened and asked her why she was so angry. And she she said the scenario of my asking, no, begging her for the particular help kept playing over and over in her mind and that it was my fault she was so angry. She said to us, I just can't stop playing it over and over in my mind. She looked at me with such disgust and judgment. So you see, I own my end of the mistake, took the consequences, which was a full year of suffering without blame, and I was healed. She, on the other hand, listened to the ego voice, those dark thoughts that wanted to make me a bad person, and she listened over and over again until she couldn't stand it any longer and decided to ambush me with her grievance in the guise of saying she wanted to help me with something. It was three years after the fact she had let a wonderful friendship that we had and the thoughts that, well, she destroyed the friendship with the thoughts uh, helping her do it. In our conversation, I told her I didn't blame her for any of it, but this did not appease her. I I took full ownership of this situation. After three years, it became a search for her vengeance against me. Is that my problem? No, it isn't. But I learned how difficult negative thoughts can be for some people. And besides, my side of this story is 
that my lesson was different than her lesson. My lesson was a lesson in forgiving her, even though she was hating me at the moment and really upset. It, this was really stressing her out for some reason. Um, but my side of it was I had to forgive her and let it go. And, and still I contained within myself a space to have that friendship. Now, it's never been the same since then, but I have seen I have seen some healing happen over the years, but for some people it takes a lot of years. And um, one of the things that we teach about is about pictures. You know, we have pictures in our mind about experiences, and sometimes we run those pictures over and over and over again. And the tools that we have, uh, you've heard us talk about it before. You imagine a rose. You put that thought in a rose that you don't like, that isn't serving any purpose for you. You put it in that rose explode it and de-energize it yes and that's kind of the mechanical way of looking at and practicing forgiveness because you know what's what does forgiveness really mean it means not only let it go but a lot of people have a hard time letting things go because they still believe that what they went through was reality what they went through was you know justifiable whatever anger and everything as a reaction to it they're making the reaction real they're making the reaction boss of them and this this is what happens when somebody says you know i can't stop thinking about this well it's very much like the example i like to give is i'm sure most of you have had some kind of construction work outside your window when you were trying to work or meditate or, or like this morning at re- six in the morning yeah six in the morning <laughs> <laughs> when you're Weird. trying to sleep <laughs> yes and so i mean that happens especially if you're in a city but it happens a lot and and uh can you control that i mean if if the construction crew that comes and digs up the pavement in front of your house early in the morning or late at night or whatever uh you know you could what are you going to do? You can you can say oh, I'm going to sue you. Well, they have a permit. They have you know every they've done everything correctly legally to to do that. And so, if if you go, I I can't stop listening to this racket. I can't stop listening to this racket. I can't do anything. I can't have a life. I can't do my work. I can't meditate because you know the stupid jackhammer is going on outside my window. Guess whose problem that is. It's not theirs who's jackhammering away. They're going to do what they're going to do. That's their job. They, they got a permit. They got everything. They got paid to do it, whatever. It's, it's going to be done. But if, you're, if you can't go on and live your life and be happy and, and fulfilled and everything, that's a problem for you, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what blowing pictures, that's what forgiveness is all about is, oh, yeah, Wait a minute. I'm making this into something and I'm making my reaction. It's the reaction that's the problem, not the jackhammer. Because for some people, they have jackhammer. I mean, they they work with jackhammers <laughs> all day long. <laughs> and they're not going to be going, I can't work, I can't think because I'm, you know, this jackhammer thing has to happen. Now, or 
thoughts, jackhammer thoughts. Some thoughts are like jackhammers going on in your head, right? (laughs) It's like the thoughts seem to be beating on you, you know, won't let you go. It's haunting you. You, like Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, (laughs) out, out, you damn spot. (laughs) But, you know, you the when you take it to the extreme it's it's called obsession but but even on a minor level huh what what makes it you can't drop it while well, you're making the thoughts the reactionary thoughts the boss of you you're saying i can't this or that because of these thoughts because of the sound of the jackhammer because of someone else not doing something or doing something it's ruining my life. Huh. Guess what, folks? What's wrong with that picture? And so you got to step back and go, wait a minute. Are these thoughts and feelings and reactions the boss of me? No. And back again to free will. I have free will. Now, this is part of the exercise of free will is you have the freedom to choose. Huh. You have the and the real freedom to choose. It's not about whether I should go left or right. No. The real freedom to choose is about one thing. It's the choice of following the demands of the ego, the reactions, or following the truth of spirit. Hmm. Which would you like? Guess what? The ego is always the jackhammer, whether it's a thought or, or a sound or somebody's behavior. It's always the loudest one. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? <laughs> but what if you go, wait a minute, I'm not always going to fall for the squeaky, squeakiest wheel. How about if I opt for silence instead? In fact, when that jackhammer noise is bothering you to the, you know, you're climbing the wall because it's, it's bothering you so much. Huh, if you stop to look at it for a moment, what is it about that that's bothering? It's noise. You are seeking peace. I just want a moment of peace. Whether it's the baby crying all night that you know keeps the mother from being able to sleep. Hey, of course the mother loves the child, but but there comes a point where you're sleep deprived for night after night after night, and you're gonna oh, I want to strangle this baby. Of course, that's most you know 99.999 percent of the mothers aren't gonna strangle their baby, but who doesn't have that thought? That's just a reaction. It doesn't make that person a bad person. No. It's just a thought that pops up like a overdone toast from the you know uh, toast maker, <laughs> and so you just go, oh, that's do I choose that? No, a sane person wouldn't choose to strangle the baby just because the thought pops up in her head that you know I could kill this person. No, you just go, wait a minute, no way am I going to do that. You blow that picture, right? You just put it in the rose and. Exploded. Huh, okay. That choice, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to go down that road. Then what's my choice instead of doing that? Oh, I choose peace. 
I choose to listen to the quiet of spirit instead of the jackhammer noise of the ego. Oh, the ego's hammering on you, going, you got to do this, you, you, you got to do that, and, and that's terrible, and oh, you're going to die if you don't, all that stuff. Spirit. Most people don't pick spirit because spirit is entirely silent. And most people who are not used to living in peace think silence is inaction, passivity, or whatever. Now, the silence is so loud. When you really listen to the silence of eternity, when you listen to the silence of limitlessness, it's so powerful. It's louder than the loudest jackhammer, loudest rocket ships taking off. It's so loud. It takes over everything because nothing else can be there in that silence, in that stillness, in that peace. And it's in that that we experience the thing we call joy, unconditional love, truth, freedom. We realize what freedom really means. It's not listening to any of that other noise because they're not real, because they don't matter. They're not the truth. They're going to come and then they're going to go. Just like even if the construction workers are working there day and night, five days a week for a month, sooner or later, they're finished and they leave. But the silence stays. The eternity is forever. So that's when you're looking at men minding your thoughts and mending your relationship, you're, you're looking at dropping the jackhammer thoughts and going, you know, I'm going to opt for the silence. I'm going to opt for the inclusive thoughts. Hey, what's going to be good for all of us? And all of us, each one of us may have a difference in opinion, but what's still going to benefit all of us anyway? So that's a huge thing to meditate on, right? Because... Most people think, well, because I don't agree with you and I don't agree with your views and I don't agree with how you do things and what you said, I'm going to be on this side, you stay on that side, and the never the twain shall meet. But actually, we all are meeting in the middle. Well, once again, we've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed it and that it inspired you to mind your thoughts and mend your relationships and live the miracle of spirit more each day. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our special Thanksgiving holidays episode on appreciation, gratitude, and communication. Find out just how important appreciating, being grateful, and communicating are in your life and your spiritual development. Remember, too, our special remote pre-Christmas for teleclass and bonus Zoom weekend event titled The Joy of Spirit is coming up Saturday, December 5th and Sunday, December 6th. Make sure to check out our website events listing for what Michael says about what he'll be teaching and all the details. We have write-ups for everything right now. 
You can also call our office at 530-926-2650 with any questions about any of our events or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.